0: The final score, Accrington Stanley 2, Wrexham 0, a game which left a sour taste in the mouth both on and off the pitch. But I'll talk about that later because I think we need to get a few basics established as well. Accrington were well worth the win, especially in the second half. They had a game plan which they executed to absolute perfection and... First half, Wrexham counteracted it okay. Second half, we absolutely did not. And therefore, you genuinely, despite the fact that, as you'll see as we go on, an awful lot went the home team's way, you can't argue that they grasped the nettle and gone about their job. And after we went behind, certainly, we failed to do so. So, Rexham had Paul Mullin back, of course, but no James McLean or Jacob Mendy, as they're off on international duty, which added to our pile of injuries, meant Jordan Davis playing at left wing back. Certainly not a position he was unused to, but having said that, a position Parkinson's never used him in before. Now, the first half, well, the whole game was a battle of styles, of course. Accrington are a long ball team. They hit it long. They don't mind if they hit teammates or not, as long as you make it difficult for a defender to make a clearance and then they'll fight for the second balls. And when you have a game like that, you've got to impose your style upon the opposition. We managed that in periods of the first half and were the better team in the first half as a result of that. It was incredibly disjointed. The entire match was really ugly. Although I, again, emphasise... A manager's job is not to send out a team to entertain. A manager's job is to send a team out to win. And that's what Ackington did, and all credit to them for that. Uh we defended very well though, I thought, in the first half. Ackington didn't really have any effort of note in the first period, and we had spells when we were able to get on top of the game and force them back into their own half and get our passing going. Most promisingly down the right where Anthony Ford was very lively working little on the one-twos of James Jones combining with the strikers and we got quite a bit of service in from the right-hand side. We had an early shout for a penalty. Paul Mullen going down under pressure from Lowe, a defender. I don't see it myself having looked through the replays but we were getting decent service in to Mullen Second chance we had Is a free kick On the edge of the box O'Connor hit it well Got it over the wall But it was too straight And an easy save For Joe McCracken Who showed Just why people Are raving about him He's on loan from Norwich And yeah, he looked Very impressive Within a minute Rex had another opportunity O'Connor swinging In a corner This time And After a little bit Of a, a scramble Lee Had the chance To hit the ball From about 10 yards out Struck it well On target Nolan with an excellent block to send the ball to safety big opportunity came in the 14th minute james jones doing well to feed the ball out to Ford on the right great cross in from him lee got up really well you know he's so good in the air uh, from, for his size 15 yards out so terrifically well timed header going into the bottom left corner great save by mccracken he's a big bloke and has uses full length of his arms to stretch and just tickle the ball around the post so accrington came back down with a spell where they penned us in. But again, we defended solidly and went down the other side then and went very close to an opening goal a long ball over the top once more by O'Connor Lowe got there first but massively underhit his back bars to McCracken Mullin got to it first he was forced wide by the goalkeeper who had to come out and commit himself but did well to stay on his feet and Mullin ended up with a very tight angle from the left hand side I suspect he shot may well have been goal bound though but McCracken lunged in with a long leg and brilliantly managed to put it behind for the corner the big chance of the first half and maybe one of two massive turning points in the game came after 33 minutes Uh, ball over the top sending Mullen totally clear it was a a lovely move down the right hand side we were patient and then Tozer as he often does injected pace into the move with a really sharp angled pass at the feet of Lee Lee flicked it on first time Mullen was completely on his own and he'll know better than we well he should have scored but he smashed it and hit the bar. Keep it that much time to react. It was a, a glorious opportunity. And the last chance of the half came to Wrexham as well. Another nice move ending in Davis lifting it in across into the goalmouth. Defender could only knock it down. James Jones had to wait for it to drop for him. You know, as it bounced up and down, and from about 10 yards out, he mishit a clear chance to hit the target, and the opportunity was gone. Half time, we replaced Tom O'Connor with Will Boyle. Uh, no doubt to repel the aerial bombardment but after 49 minutes we were behind controversially behind I guess now I'll have to start moaning won't I the referee Neil Hare did not have a good game that's putting it mildly against a physical team like Accrington you want a strong referee Hare was the opposite he was one of those refs who came in apparently determined not to show yellow card to anybody uh, regardless of what they did, whether it was over physical play, late challenges, accumulation of challenges, and yeah, you know, I'm biased, I know, but I mean, Elliot Lee committed so many fouls on the stretch in midfield that he had to get booked, but he didn't. He didn't want to book anybody, uh, and then when it came to some blatant time wasting as the game went on, he didn't have any strength at all. So it was tough for Wrexham in that regard, but it's made even worse by the second big turning point. I think if Mullen had scored that first half chance, I think Rexham would win this game, to be honest. I think we'd have a lead to defend and I think we'd be okay. But the other thing is a penalty given to Accrington that I'm still scratching my head over, if I'm honest with you. It starts off with Woods outside the box, hitting the shot, which is deflected and goes just wide. And then when the corner comes in, well, you know, there's a scramble in the goal mouth, as there always is. The ball, by the way, the corner was overhit and went all the way through for a goal kick on the other side, which will become relevant in a moment. But the ref blows his whistle, possibly on the instruction of the linesman, and gives the penalty. Now, I thought it was um, for a foul by Boyle on Hills when I watched the replay. At the far post, Hills basically he runs into Boyle, gets himself entangled and then throws him down dramatically. And then when the whistle goes, he bounces straight up to his feet and just starts screaming and laughing in Boyle's face, which is what people do when they're trying to cheat and get a penalty and they can't believe it when they've got it. It was nasty. It was unpleasant. But hey, you know, okay. Um, it wasn't that though that it was given for. i got to say, I didn't think that was a penalty. Hills clearly manufactured it. And um, The penalty actually is, for me, less of a penalty than that one. <laughs> Davis... Is uh, at the f- beyond the far post, uh, marking low. Lowe grabs hold of Davis's arm, falls to the floor, pulls Davis down on top of him, and a penalty is given. Lowe jumps up and starts screaming Sony to Hills in a Conquo's face. Please don't expect class when I can understand the concern, I'm afraid. Bit of a shame to say that, but you know, it's it's called a spade a spade. Uh, and the ref's given a penalty for that, apparently. Uh, as Phil Parkinson rightly pointed out, I hadn't looked back at it again. When the foul, in inverted commas, takes place, the ball's off the pitch. The ball has already gone past him and has gone behind for a goal kick. So, <laughs> apart from the fact that it's a, a foul by the Accrington player, not a foul by Davis, it can't be a penalty when the ball's not on the pitch. Anyway, it's given. And Lee sends a concord the wrong way. And I've got to say, you know, having deleted like this we reacted I thought very poorly to going behind we started not long balls rather than try to build up it felt like they had scored at a minute left the way that we reacted and uh, Accrington as well I mean really did do a very good job of pressing I thought they might have tired as the second half went on not least because they played two hours in the cup time midweek they didn't and credit to them for that obviously um, but they also, when they were under pressure, which I had happened a lot more in the first half than the second, their ability to get back in numbers and to smother the area around the was very effective. And we weren't good enough to break that down, let's be honest. There could easily been another goal three minutes after the penalty. A great run by Longolo, fed it out to the right channel. And Adedoy, who was a real nuisance up front, drove in a powerful shot, great hands by conco as they opposed to take it halfway through the second half, with us really not in the game in terms of posing any sort of threat. Uh, Ollie Palmer came on for Sam Dolby, but soon after that, Wrexham were behind, and again, an avoidable goal. Nolan breaking forwards and down a left channel, hitting an awkward shot. It's gotta be said, it was well-struck and it was moving, but Okonkwo spills it, uncharacteristic of him, it did look to me like the shot was going wide as well, probably. But he spilled it. Tried to spread himself to get to the loose ball. Longer though, just about got there at the same time and knocked it off him, though. And it spanned kindly for Doy to knock it into the net. And Wrexham were behind. We tried to rouse ourselves then. And it had a couple of big shouts within the space of a couple of seconds for a penalty. Firstly, Davis doing well to get down the left and plenty of space cut into the box. Low knocked him down. I mean, for me, the, the, the most generous thing you could say about those challenges, it's clumsy. Uh, he doesn't really, he certainly doesn't play the ball. He clatters into Davis after the ball's been pulled back. On the halfway line, that's a foul every day of the week. Referee's not interested, which, you know, is sometimes the way. But having seen the, the hilarious penalty he gave to Accrington, again, maybe we might feel frustrated the ball then came in ricocheted shade around and struck hills on the arm less of a convincing penalty for me because he was fairly close when the ball was hit towards him so i'm not so sure with nine minutes left we made a triple substitution to try and close ourselves back in the game dolby jones and davis off bickerstaff cannon and Mcalinden on for the first 10 minutes we started putting long balls in the box we weren't really getting very far because actions defense are excellent and they were repelling everything. They're two centre-backs at the top of the division in terms of interceptions. You could see why. They were getting the first or everything. They were winning second balls, and they looked dangerous on the break. In fact, in the first 10 minutes of added time, Andrews, substitute on loan from Birmingham, had come on, nearly got a goal. At least set one up. A long ball forward's awkward one for Toza. Andrews managed to nick it off him and get goal-side and drove down the left channel, drilled it into the goal, mouth. boiled it well to get there and lock it behind. Wrexham did manage to rouse themselves for a, a big finish Having said that Corner coming in From the right, from Lee A poor punch, speaking about nothing Lee uh, Poor punched by McCracken Boyle back to goal, about six yards out, tried to hook it back over his shoulder and his effort was blocked on the line. It came back out again and Lee brilliantly nutmegged his man down the right and drove it into the goal mouth at Ricochet's for a corner. And then from that corner, Wrexham win a penalty. The first corner is cleared. Ford stands it back in towards the penalty spot. Hill, <laughs> it's got to be said, clotheslines lines, towards it. It's a red card. For me, it's a red card. He goes diving in. No, nowhere near the ball and hits Tozer around the throat chin area with his arm it's a red card ref gives no card but is at least able to say see that that is a blatant penalty so he gives it now I've got to say again Accrington I do not blame them if you find a weak referee you you, you exploit him as far as I'm concerned it's, it's all on the ref most of this um Accrington do lots of time wasting stuff and when we're about to finally take it, Mullen is standing there with the ball in his hands for an eternity. McCracken starts twanging the bar, which is an automatic yellow card. You're not supposed to do that before a penalty. Ref doesn't give him a yellow card, of course. It just delays things a bit longer. I actually, I'm sad enough to have looked and timed this. One minute and forty between the penalty being given and Accrington finally letting us take it, and that's that's the referee's fault. And Mullen steps up, blasts it, hits the bar again, and it ricochets away. Referee adds one minute thirteen on, which, considering the amount of time wasting and the fact it was one minute forty, just waiting for the penalty to be taken again, is poor by the ref. But let's be honest, that kills us now. That missed penalty, and we lose, and we, we deserve to lose because we were the better side in the first half, didn't take our chances, second, and were second best in the second half until we roused ourselves basically in added time. So I am not arguing about the outcome. But the refereeing was very, very poor, and that is a deeply frustrating factor of this match. If he hadn't given the penalty, what would happen? We started the half well enough, but then four minutes into it, we get a spot given against us. hugely frustrating. The other stuff, of course, off the pitch. I mean, it's it's a shame, really, isn't it? I mean, the, the Accrington owner Andy Holt uh, raised the prices by five pounds just for this game so we could killing um frustrating because in many ways he's seen as a figure who stands up For the little guys in the league And when you look at it you think Oh no he's not, he's just stand up for himself isn't he it's, it's a bit unpleasant And then of course Wrexham responds with class By saying we're going to reduce our prices By £5 pounds with Akron and come to the race course And he starts calling uh, Wrexham stupid Starts personally attacking Sean Harvey Starts personally attacking Ryan Reynolds And the final whistle sends out A really pathetic crowing tweet I mean Classless Is the nicest thing you can say about this book. It's really unpleasant and I don't understand why. It's a shame because the people, the staff at Accrington Stanley are just lovely. You know, you you get such a lovely welcome from them and then that all goes by the by because their owner behaves in the exact opposite manner gotta be said there was some quite aggressive stuff from the, some fans a uh, group of them shouting abuse at their ex-media team after the final whistle uh, if you've watched the stream you'll have heard me have to apologize because another acting fan in celebration leaned over me to to swear at somebody sitting behind me and obviously it must have come up across the microphones just not a very nice experience and i'm not soft I've been to football for enough years to know, you know, what crosses the line. L- line was crossed quite a lot, uh, I thought, in this match, to be honest with you. Anyway, looking at performances by Wrexham, not much to be happy with. The Gonquo was good, but then was at false with the second goal. The centre-backs, now, I thought O'Connor did okay. I don't know if he picked up a bit of a knock to be withdrawn, but I thought he did okay. Maybe he wasn't getting as many passes forward as he'd like, but if you look at the chance he made in the first half, he was involved in the creation of quite a few. Uh, Tozer in the second was very solid until we started trying to push on and leave gaps, essentially, at the back and left him him a little bit exposed in a back four. Um, But generally, I thought Tozer had a good game. And alongside him uh, on the right-hand side, Hayden had, again, one of those games where he just had a little mistake in him. Few heavy touches and things like that. He wasn't quite himself. On the wing backs, well, down that or Davis did fine. He played a bit deeper than we usually use our wing backs. It was quite interesting to see that, whether that was the plan or not, or whether we were just pushed back by the long ball game. Um, but he struggled to get forwards. When he did, he was dangerous. But he he it wasn't easy for him to break down the flank. In all honesty. On the right-hand side, I thought Ford was very, very good in the first half. Got a lot of balls into the box, good combination play. Uh, less successful in the second half, as was the entire unit. You can also say about Elliot Lee. Lee was constantly moving, constantly trying to create. I thought he was really good in the first half, worked some good balls into dangerous areas. Really was quick on the switch to Ford as well, and that was something we used quite a lot. It was extremely effective. Um, second half, it was much harder for him because we weren't getting our game going. He kept going and kept going and still created a couple of chances. But it was uh, it got tougher for him. George Evans, sound enough when defending the back three. But again, like I say, when we went behind, he wasn't in the game as much. The other midfielder, of course, was James Jones. And this game sort of suits him a bit. You know, he's going to battle, roll his sleeves up and try to create. And I thought, again, he had a, a decent enough game. He sacrificed a substitution to get more attacking players on the pitch. But, you know, he showed decent energy. But we can't really look to James Jones to be creating lots and lots of stuff. So, uh Yeah. Midfields good in the first half, not in the second. I, well, I guess it's a simplistic way of looking at it. And then up front, Dolby struggled to get into the game, in all honesty. The big centre-backs uh, controlled him well. And Mullin, I felt so sorry for Mullin because I thought in many ways he was our best player in terms of energy, in terms of trying to drop off, make things happen, in terms of the runs he made, which gave us opportunities to create. And, yeah, he missed a glorious chance in the first half and then missed a penalty in the second. So, you know, I mean... An unhappy day for him. Player of the match, I would go between Ford and Lee, I guess. I think I'd lean towards Lee simply because he was able, late on, to try to keep creating things. But this was an unhappy day all round. Let's put it behind us. Get a good week's work in on the training ground. And, yeah, go again on Saturday. With a final score of Accurton-Stanley 2, Wrexham 0. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC.